Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everybody. It's Tim Heidecker, and you are listening to Hey Fan. Enjoy your morning. Hey, this is Levins, one half of the beloved and critically acclaimed pop culture slash Anglo fuckboy podcast. Hey fam, the one you're listening to right now. We had a, uh, a weird week this week. I had a baby and Angus moved house, so we weren't able to record a proper episode of that uh, previously mentioned beloved podcast that you're listening to right now, Hey fam, this week. So uh, we decided that we would make do... With uh, we just I got this crappy um, app. Actually, I paid good money for this app. It was like twelve dollars ninety five on the app store. And uh, Angus and I just recorded a phone conversation. And the recording quality is pretty rubbish. And there's a beep that happens every like minute. But fam, there's some good content to be heard in this episode. So if you were someone that hates low low quality recordings. Um, even if there's fire content within those recordings, just switch off now. Pretend this episode doesn't exist. Go listen to one of the old Hey Fams and get your Levens and Angus fixed that way. Don't, you know, after hear, heeding my warning, continue to listen to this episode, get really angry at the quality of the recording, and then leave us a one-star review on iTunes. That would be so unchill. So just switch off now if you if you do not like low quality recordings but if you are one of those real ones that is only in it for that hot anglo fuckboy content that we give you week to week my friend you are in for a treat this is just 40 minutes of unadulterated hot levens and angus awful phone conversation action for you and you only enjoy this weird episode of hey fam we'll be back next week with a regular episode of Hey Fam, we might even have a guest. So look look forward to that. And uh, if you like or hate this episode, let us know. Facebook.com slash Hey Fam Podcast. Enjoy the episode, fam. Bye-bye. Bam, 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 bam. Hey Fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levin. That's uh, me on my airbase over here. That's Angus Truscott. You tune I learned. Um, every week, uh, Angus and I just head straight to the base room and just uh, slap out a few licks. 
yeah, we got kicked out of uh, the music sh- downtown music store. They're like, we're closing fellas, and you know the licks who've been slapping upon us. Uh, well, they're really good, but you know we we got to go home too. We got a family. We got our own podcast to record. So get on out of here, little you little scallywags. Yeah, so we got kicked out of the bass studio that we've recorded every episode in. Um, Angus, Angus has actually been living in the bass studio this last year. He finally got kicked out, which means uh, we're, we're, we're in limbo at the moment. We don't know where the HeyFam studio is going to be. So um, I've downloaded this cool app that allows me to re- record my phone conversations um, for ISIS. And um, uh, Angus has allowed me to, to, to use this app to record the latest episode. So thank you so much, Angus. Look, it's a pleasure. Um, in fact, it's kind of, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of flattering. I feel like I'm a international guest or something, and mm. you've had to call me, and, you know, our people have arranged for us to talk. And that beeping makes it feel like I'm in another country. Like, I <laughs> normally I'd be annoyed by a beeping like that, but in my mind right now, I'm uh, cosplaying as, a, as an international celebrity. Um, so uh, we should we should give a little update. I mean, you 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 had well, I mean, why flu. This? Yeah, you why you, you watched Suicide Squad, um, and and I mean, Sold you're now, you're now and and you got kicked out of your base studio. This is the worst year of yeah. your life. The worst year of my life. No, look, uh, as, as you know, all of you are long time hate farmers. I recently had to move, and so I currently don't have the internet and. I mean, that's my story, but your, 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 your update's a lot more exciting, isn't it? I mean, I, but I, I think this episode's like, think of you guys as the, uh, is it the, um, like, ASIO or equivalent, and you're listening to this conversation. Yeah, exactly. It's a limbo episode. It's not real. Yeah. Like, if if, I mean, if, if you're listening to this right now, and you're like, this sounds like shit, I fucking hate this, this episode doesn't exist. Well, Forget about also it. Also, like, yeah, it's like a concept episode. This is a... a um, what do they call the episode, like the fly episode of Breaking Bad? Yeah, yeah. We chose that we downgraded the production on purpose. Yeah, this is we're, a bottle episode. Like this yeah. is a weird one where you're this, doing, this, like your this, this is what podcasts used to sound like in the seventies, man. Yeah, this is a real podcast. This is our bottle episode. We're both in here. We're both on the phone. It's kind of like that movie when Colin Farrell's in the phone booth, you know. And uh, that's what was it, the movie called? Like, Speed Two. Yeah, it's called The Man in the Phone Booth Who Could Not Get Off the Phone. <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah, so I what about you? What's your update? Yeah, I, yeah. I, had another, I have another... I have, I have two children now. Um, so one, of them, one of them is a... Twice. Uh, one of them is a seven-day-year-old girl, and her name is Matilda. And um, so that happened in the last week, and that's cool. Real cool. That's huge. Big congratulations. I'm sure everyone right now is hitting pause. Uh, as I am instructing them to and describing the person next to them and saying, congratulations, Levin, on the off <laughs> chance that it's you. Um, and the day before I had the ba- we had the baby, um, I started playing No Man's Sky. That's right. You started playing No Man's Sky, and uh, we both received it like a day or two before the, the, the game was released from our dear friends at uh, Sony. And uh, you had a kid, and I was told I wouldn't have internet for four weeks while they transfer my shit because, you know, Australian internet is just too, you know, it, it's, it's an oxymoron, actually, Australian internet. And so I was like, fuck, I don't want to start the game because I hate when you start a game and you, like, I don't know, go somewhere or you, you abandon it for some reason. You come back and you're like, what the fuck was going on before I stopped playing? <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit this one out, and you jumped in and had to go. I jumped in. From what I could see, I'm I'm kind of glad I sat this one out, and I want to hear if my suspicions are correct. Well, I mean, so here's the thing: like you and me, we're not 
we're not big AAA blockbuster boys all the time, you know. Look, you're going to um, come to our house, you're going to look at our games, and you're not going to see a FIFA there. Yeah, you're going to be like, damn, these guys have a pretty woke game collection. Yeah, um, these guys like, uh, you know, they like the classics, but they're also like uh, somewhat experimental, smaller, quirkier titles. There's no Call of Duty in this collection. Wait, wait a minute, where's the Monster Energy mini-fridge? Like, how did I get into this house? <laughs> how come there are no... Um, copies of the game in between each of uh, yeah. their, their game collections. That's weird. They don't have insane clown posse on vinyl. Uh, that's weird. Um, how come? How come they still saw Suicide Squad in spite of being this very work game owner? Didn't they yeah, know what they were yeah, getting that's, into? That's the one thing. That's yeah, that, that was that was us catfishing them. Uh, but so No Man's Sky is like the most overhyped game of history. I feel like. Um, you know, Sony. for a game, I saw the name pop up for years in articles, and I, I don't know if I've just, I'm a liter- I've just got a learning disability, but I read so much about the game, but I still don't really know anything about it. Or is that well, like, you, know, you know enough. I mean, it's like, you know, it's a game set in space. Everything you see is randomly generated, and it's there's, you know, some ridiculous amount of planets, like 16 quintillion planets or something in this, in this galaxy. You are, you are a spaceman. It's viewed from first person. And you you explore space um, in your shitty little spaceship, and you upgrade as you go. Um, it's uh, I, I don't know what people were expecting. I think people were expecting it to be like this life changing experience that was unlike any game before. But instead, it's like you know a little bit like Minecraft, a little bit like like uh, Don't Starve. It's like a survival game more than it's a space game. Sure, but so there's nothing like a plot so much like oh there's an empire of evil blah blah, and you have to kind of collection and escape from them or no i mean there, there are alien races and you and and part, part of like the appeal for for me to play more and more of this game is that you don't when you start you, you they speak to you when you meet them you know you you encounter them randomly and um you'll try and trade with them but you don't understand any of the words they say but as you explore the planet that they that they are on you learn more and more of their language um which i think is a really really cool Cool thing I've not seen done before. Just like real life, you know, you'll be in another yeah, exactly. country, and by the, by the end of being there, you'll know how to say excuse me and thank you, and what can I take a big old shit? <laughs> so yeah, I've taken about three shits in the game so far. Um, yeah, basically. What language do the shit speak? Uh, Shitanese. Shitanese, the classic Shitanese. The one of the hardest, but I've heard them one of the most rewarding of the languages. And. I think, I don't know, I feel like I, I, I understand the criticism, but it's not, it's not, there isn't, I mean, it's, it's a pretty, there's, there's a lot of shit to do, but there's, it's not a really compelling game. Um, sure. But yeah, it, is something, it is something that, that I can see me and, and you for sure, like checking in on every few months. You know, it's, it's, I, I feel like it's like PlayStation's answer to like Animal Crossing. Where these, these like you know there is this kind of endpoint you want to get to the center of the universe but you know it's it's a bunch of tasks that you check in on and you know every day you could just blast to a new planet get a whole bunch of resources meet some fucking aliens and then blast off and turn off your your PlayStation and then do it again a couple of days later you know but yeah so the word like the word simulator comes to mind just like it would for Animal Crossing okay, you think, yeah if you're gonna just, if you're gonna chuck a word in front of that what um what I'm wondering is what was the hype like what was what was this hyped version that a lot of seem to be disappointed by what what is different about that because what you just described then is exactly what i was sort of seeing in the original demos and the you know the tech demos that you know you fly around whatever and planets generate i mean well, what I, were they yeah. expecting 
Well, I mean, the the the, the, have, the achievement is like you know the randomly generated stuff. It is impressive, and the, every every planet you land on is pretty different. Like you know, you have you know barren planets, lava planets, ice planets. I, the second planet I landed on had acid red rain, so I had to get off it immediately. Um, classic acid rain. That's actually classic here. <laughs> That's so us. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I guess people just thought it was going to be this like you know brand new kind of game that was going to change the way we play games from now on this yeah. amazing balance of like incredible technology and and new ideas that kind of thing and you know that, that that is an element of it but it doesn't really it doesn't feel like something incredibly new to to me as i play it yeah but i think that's i think it's fine yeah i think it's fine i think it may be like you know a bridging thing like you know in 10 years when vr isn't lame as hell and look is common i mean lame looking as hell common and, you know, things are more powerful. Like, we'll probably be looking back upon as a, a very important game for what would be, you know, perhaps a, a, an entire range of games like that or something. Cool. Are you holding your phone, like, real stupid? Because your voice is going all wacky. Um, look, I, I I don't know anything. Maybe this house has bad reception. I'm not so <laughs> sure yet. This is, like, the fourth night I've been here. I'm still learning a lot in my internetless lifestyle. That's why I was apprehensive to record, because I'm like, Fuck, you know, I really have not engaged with any any content at all except like inspection reports and shitty invoices from crap removalists. Like that's pretty much been all of the media I have uh, experienced this week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to actually talking at length with you about No Man's Sky. I mean, this is just, this is going to be a little mini episode, and we'll go in depth in the future when we when we yeah, yeah. play more of it. But, yeah, um, let's sink some hours in it and have a real good uh, yap about it because right now I can uh, pretty much do it. And I regurgitate what I've read uh, on pieces of paper which people have printed out for me. Uh, yeah, I, 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 think, I think, like, if, if this game appealed, appealed to you at any point, like, it still is a good game. Don't uh, ignore the reviews. And I know that that, that, that that comes, you know, that sounds funny coming from me who says don't ignore the reviews about Suicide Squad because they're all right yeah. the movie sucks. But, like, I, I, feel, I feel like just don't, there's, there is a massive aura of just, like, sheer crushing disappointment when people talk about No Man's Sky at the moment. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think, there I think is it's th- also inescapable, too. I mean, it's not like it's coming from an acclaimed game maker, which people have been following for 20 years. Hey, man, so Joe Danger is fucking lit. I mean, you know, is that his actual name? No, Joe Danger was the, na- the, the name of the game that um, Hello Games made before this. You didn't play that oh. one? It's pretty cool. No. You're like, it's, like a stunt, it's like an Evil Knievel game. But it's yeah, like right. not... It doesn't make any sense that they went from that to this. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's not like it was like, yeah. They I mean, made, I, I don't, they made Joe Danger, so Joe Danger Two, and now No Man's Sky. I mean, that's a pretty big. That's a pretty big learning curve, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking for the stunt bike planet. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's there. Yeah, like I really don't know anything about it, so I'm, I, I am pumped to play it. Probably it reminds it reminds you of um. Actually, you'll notice I'm making a lot of Simpsons references, perhaps, in tonight's episode, because before we moved house, we I kind of went squirrel, uh, squirrel to acorn and just started ripping down torrents of everything uh, that I might need, because I'm always streaming stuff, and I'm like, Jesus, I, I won't be able to watch anything. So I've got some, like, classic seasons of The Simpsons, like, five to nine, and so all of my references will be, like, 30 years late, I imagine, and just the things that... No one really talks about it anymore. Just like that episode. Just like the episode we did with Goxie. 
Yeah, exactly. This is the closest thing to a Doxy episode. This is a real stitch-up of an episode, actually, to be honest. I was going to say, me playing No Man's Sky is totally going to be um, Bart and Homer finally seeing the Itching Scratchy movie when they're, like, mega old. <laughs> I can um, imagine a situation like that, given the, uh, you know, how shitty it is to get internet fast. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I played, like, five hours of No Man's Sky um, thinking that I wouldn't get a chance to play um, many video games after my daughter was born. And then she was born, like, like actually the next day after I played a bunch of No Man's Sky. Um, she was four, week, four weeks early. But, um, classic, of, classic, classic her. Classic because of, Yeah, because of our, um, my wife and I have worked out like weird sleeping arrangements, it's actually meant that I'm able to play more video games than I've been able to play all year because oh, I don't have any work like, at the moment and I have to stay up with her like, you know, later at night. So I'm just magging some games lately. So um, you weird sleeping arrangements. Do you mean like head to toe? You guys don't sleep like that anymore? I'm on the fucking couch like a, like a bad boy at the moment. Man, that is like, it might be like soul destroying, given the fact you've just you know, created new life and you're away from it. But also, it's like, hey, video game baby. No, no, she she stays out with me for the first half of the night, and then I move her into our bedroom where where B's sleeping for the second half of the night, so both of us can have unbroken sleep while the while she's in the other room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then you smack dogs' headphones put to, you know, dim the lights, just pop the popcorn and start gaming for the rest of the night, right? You know it, bro. You know it. And I, I mean, mean, it's funny how, like, a game a game like No Man's Sky, like, a game that you kind of, like, you know, you're, you're semi-into and you're like, oh, it's pretty good, but then it just opens the floodgates and you're like, oh, I haven't really, like, you know, had all this opportunity to play games before. I wonder what else is out there. I've bought, like, ten games in the last week. I mean, hey, some people say, you know, people do parenting their own ways. This happens to be your way. <laughs> like you remember that no, that's awesome that, that reminds me when I lived with a girlfriend and got a you know we broke up while we lived together and I moved on the couch and I was also like hey this is a terrible situation but oh my god my percentage uh, of completion video game levels is through the roof <laughs> uh, Journey yeah I remember Journey uh, I, I haven't played the HD remaster but I imagine it's very similar to the yeah. PS3 version but I hear they got a new game out the, well no that yeah, the art, the art director, like, from, from that game company who made Flower and Journey, um, he, he split off and started his own own company, and their first game came out called Abzu. And so I've been so playing the that. underwater one, Ryan? Yeah, people are just describing it as Journey Underwater. It definitely has that vibe, but I don't see that as a problem, because, like, Journey came out ages ago, and I feel like this is almost a genre unto itself, you know, like, these like beautiful a, exploration a game games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so I've watched down as, like, Journey-esque in a way where you kind of just wandered and things would happen, you know? Yeah, I, I wanted to I want to do, a, like, a list of, like, um, you know, like, the the ten best not-actual games of the year, and it would be, like, Firewatch, um, Abzu, um, this other game called Bound, which is, like, a weird, like, uh, ballerina, like, take on Journey. You're, like, a dancer that... Oh. that yeah, it's it's like the the actual like game mechanics of it are really cool, but the the actual story and um, the meat of the game it's like it's pretty lame. Not not really. It's really hard to kind of understand why you're doing any of the things you do. But the way the character moves is a lot like a ballerina. Like she kind of twirls and um, does like you know I don't I wish I knew ballet terms, but she like can kind of roll her legs over her head and uh, you know when, when she like goes up on, on, onto a ledge, it's very graceful. And you can even, like, incorporate, instead of combat, you kind of do, like, these weird dance moves that affect the, the space around you. 
Um, the classic ballet move. Yeah, exactly. But I, that's unfortunately not like that. That sounds amazing as I, as I tell you about it now, but that's not not going to be there. That probably won't make the list of not actual games that are really good in 2016. What was the um the red twine dude unraveled? Was that it? Unravel? No, that was a straight up platformer. Yeah, sure. So you're meaning right like on. even smaller micro games that are kind of strange. Well, I mean, that, that was definitely a game game, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, it was just like, get to the end of the level, whereas Firewatch is like, yeah, you know, sure. a story, Gone Home from a couple of years ago is, is in that yeah. as well. And I would even maybe put No Man's Sky in that. It's not, you could you could just get away with, like, you know, you could combat any criticism of it and say, well, it's not really a game, so shut up. <laughs> I mean, I wonder what makes a AAA. I mean, I guess it is a AAA title. Is it just because Sony were like, let's get the hell behind this because there's never really been anything like this on our system? Like, well, no, and I think they were filling the gap in their schedule as well. They just had no big, real, big releases for you know this part of the year. Well, look, I, I, I've been out of the loop uh, in every way and video games, but you know when there's going to be a Metal Gear Solid announcement that somehow I'm going to find out about it, even if I, you know, in Antarctica. Yeah, I just like got over Suicide Squad, and you, well, no, I wish I never got over Suicide Squad because you you shouldn't have to forgive that easily. But <laughs> just when we thought, you know, oh wow, things are looking bright for our dear dear, I would say like the the, the um the patron saint of Hey Fam, Hideo Kojima, things mm-hmm. are looking good with uh, Death Stranding's reveal at E3, aka the the weird naked uh, Walking Dead whale game, which I can't wait to play. Konami finally revealed what the post-Kojima video game Metal Gear Solid universe will look like outside of um, the Pachinko machines, which they've been, you know, which are pretty much all that they're known for right now since they only make Pachinko machines and iOS games that require you to buy crystals. Like, that's literally what's funding them. And it reared its head in the form of Metal Gear Survival. Fucked. It's such a fucking... Is that even what it's called? Is it Metal Gear Survive? It's yeah, one Metal of Gear Survive, like, I, yeah. And for all you gearheads out there, which is now what I'm going to be calling us for the remainder of this episode, the game's trailer uh, starts off while... Uh, if you if you played Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zero as a kind of prelude before the Phantom Pain, uh, you'll you remember that your f- big boss, you, and, uh, and Kaz, you're flying back to your base, uh, military... Sound Frontier, uh, pre-Diamond Dogs era, and your original mother base, and it's been destroyed and blown up, and it's all hectic and crazy. Well, the trailer starts with that, but then the helicopter goes away to presumably, you know, kickstart Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain. And then, almost immediately, it's incredible, you just see some random-ass uh, soldiers that Snake's kind of left behind, and it's literally like a seven-year-old pitched this, like one of the sons of the developers, and it's like... What we should, what should we do? Uh, you know, what should we do, little Timmy, for to, in this game? <laughs> oh, we should have it just a big portal open up, suck up the entire mother base and the weird random soldiers. Great, great, great! And then what happens? They go to another dimension where they fight zombies, and it becomes a survival game. Great, great! And what's it got to do with Metal Gear Solid? Absolutely nothing. And that, my friends, is from what I saw of the trailer, what Metal Gear Survive is going to be, right? I mean, is that right? Yeah, no, it's, it's like a shitty Resident Evil game with a Metal Gear it Solid like skin over the top. Evil game. Yeah. But it's not even Metal Gear Solid. None of the characters are Metal Gear Solid characters. And the only thing that has in common is that you see Big Boss fly past in a helicopter before he gets sucked into another dimension. Look, Metal Gear Solid does do some insanely out there crazy shit, but at least it's always somewhat grounded by 
a world war, be it World War II, a Cold War, like, you know, anything. Like, it's always grounded by real-world events, despite the fact, you know, there's flying villains called Psychomantis. But they, they, they were still viable because there was none of this getting sucked into another dimension to fight space zombies. And it just it just looks utterly ridiculous. And it's just like, even when I heard, you know, Kojima was fired, I'd be continuing the series. I was like, well... Maybe there was someone he was working with who's got a lot of respect for the Metal Gear series, the canon, and they're going to... Maybe it could be a good thing. Maybe they'll take it to somewhat of a new direction. Well, suspicion's confirmed. It fucking looks disgusting, doesn't it, right? Yeah, it looks like Zack Snyder made a Metal Gear game. It's exactly that. It's like, literally, I mean, it's like the Dark Knight can be, you know, Hideo Kojima's, you know, Metal Gear 5, and then this is literally, su- like, Suicide Squad. It just looks appalling. And it's, it just makes me think that, again, this seems to be the big problem I've got this year. Maybe it's just me getting old. It's just I think that people think we're stupid. Like audiences are really dumb. Yeah, it's a constant theme I'm sensing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's but fucking then, insulting. It's horrible. But then when you get a game that or or a movie that doesn't like you know hold your hand and or or, or play Eminem over every scene, it just, it just feels so much that. more special. Yeah, oh, yeah. People, <laughs> but people are scared to release that. It's insanity. Do you reckon there's um, an Eminem song on the Metal Gear Survive soundtrack? Yeah, what would it be? I mean, we've already had Without Me. Um, I reckon it's, it's, uh, that's, you know how like um, there's like only three DMX songs that you can ever put in a, in a Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. Yoga, make me lose my mind. Mine. And uh, what's the other one? Oh, uh, 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 there's uh, X Gone. Give it to you. Every single trailer and every single like. Like it was Every even... single original Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah, Ghostbusters and Deadpool. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be, to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. As well. Oh, God. Um, Jesus. So that's yeah, I saw that powerful thing and I was kind of like, you know what? It's pretty good I don't have internet access because I would be, uh, yeah, my housemate would come up and probably find me with a fork shoved into a PowerPoint. So quick question. You, you have been looking at the YouTube clip. The, the YouTube uh, reveal. Um, can you let me Look, know I have been how, many, how, many likes, how many likes and dislikes does that trailer have? Well, it's funny you say that. I just missed an alarm I set eight hours ago. No shit, which I'm supposed to check on it now. I mean, I could do if you want me to. Don't we give you a live update? Please. We've got to see yeah. because uh, Angus has been letting me know the, uh, the, the likes to unlikes ratio on this. Just I mean, pure wait, numbers, you guys. Any, you got any hot predictions? Um, you said earlier it had... Uh, 10,000 likes and 40,000 dislikes. I yeah, reckon it's now, it, now it's now it's at 12,000 likes and uh, 50,000 dislikes. You're so close. It's actually at 12,000 to 43,000. Damn. Where are the yeah. haters at? Well, the haters, I don't know. Well, there's 43,000 of them. I mean, that, that, that seems to be pretty good for the haters. <laughs> Um, we've got, we've got, Met, uh, what is it, the, the Metroid Federation fourth game to look forward to? Um, well, I mean, a lot of us made jokes. We have that Facebook group where we chat about good, 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 good games. And, you know, there were some classic jokes made, which I probably got to seven hours later. But it, uh, this is honestly like Nintendo's, I mean, uh, Konami's version of the Metroid Federation fourth, right? The, the Metroid soccer game. Yeah, yeah. It's just Metroid the, soccer game. Them doing the worst like, possible thing with it with their fantastic license. Oh, it's like the, the the thing is, and I was thinking about this today. I was like, oh, it's exactly that. Then I'm like, wait a minute, Nintendo haven't fired the original creator of Metroid. They should do that. <laughs> at least very Konami, good point. At least Konami fired um, Kojima's crazy ass. But I mean, he's still there. They're all there. No one's stopping them. That's just insane. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo never fire anybody. Well, yeah, you have to die or get fired. I mean, there's no yeah, you have to die if you want to get fired. I think. Bleak. Um, bleak. So we almost bleak episode. we almost had a really lovely um, segue um, from from the, into the movie world earlier, but we'll, we'll, we can go back there because uh, the uh, Star Wars Rogue One trailer came out this week. Angus, did yeah, you look, many... we've been saying too many negative things about. Yeah, yeah. The it's time, it's time to, to but... talk about a big coming. Let's get let's get let's um let let's we're at the we're at the candy bar we're gonna get the biggest popcorn and the biggest coke because we're gonna be having the biggest come here it needs to go somewhere you know <laughs> fill her up fill her up all the way no way there's gonna be a lot going on in here but uh, the day yeah, that was the day I started moving and I was grabbing lunch because like you know you turn the fridge off and shit so that stuff I don't know whatever I read it online there's gas you know there's gas in fridges that you have to kind of like yeah, yeah, you got you got to turn it off a day before you move it. Or yeah, so I was doing that. And I was like, oh. and yeah, that's right. The whole world, or everyone, uh, gets sucked into a portal and has to that where you have to play Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> or everyone, everyone has to put on a mech suit and play soccer. 
yeah, that's it. I don't know what's worse. Oh, imagine a, imagine a goddamn like Avengers like link up of um, Federation Force and the Metal Gear Survive people <laughs> playing like beach volleyball with the zombies' heads. I mean, it's probably not a stretch. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I was grabbing lunch because I had no food and whatever in my street, and then all of these alerts went off on my phone like Rogue One trailer, and I like got super super autistic and told the people who were serving me that I would be very, you know, not talk to me for a few minutes and put on my, like, noise-canceling headphones and found, like, a dark place where the sunlight wasn't really, you know, distracting my phone screen and watched it, like, ten times, and it was excellent. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to do a run-through some of your favorite highlights? Is there anything that took you by surprise? Um, look, I'm seeing some shots. In the, in the film that I've never really seen in Star Wars movies before, and that's awesome because, as always, was promised, uh, we were told from day one by Kathleen Kennedy, uh, you know, Lucasfilm maestro, that these are going to be really different films and have a very different feel than the main episodes. And I thought, yeah, you know what, that's probably, you know, you're just saying that, but it's true. I mean, there's some amazing shots in there. There's, like, a lot of shaky cam stuff. There's a lot of kind of interesting artistic shots, which I think the classic grand operatic kind of rules you have to follow, which, um, you know, JJ and his cinematographer followed very well. It still looked just, you know, it could go side to side with any of the classic Star Wars. Like those things like the underneath of the Death Star, there was like the shot of the kind of eclipse and stuff where the Death Star was like right in front of the moon. I just thought that stuff was really cool. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's kind of like that this doesn't feel like all the other ones. Like Same here. It's got to stand alone. And there's that rumor flying around that this will not have a, um, you know, that the, these standalones won't have to follow the opening crawl type of rule that the episodes do. And I don't really care if there's not an opening crawl. Like, I think these should feel as different and unique in the filmmakers who are making these films. I mean, so far all we know is there's Gareth Edwards and uh, Chris Lord and Phil Miller. And I think they should not be restricted by anything. I mean, they've already got restrictions in a way. They're not allowed to do certain storylines, but I think they should be given crazy freedom to do what they want. And yeah, definitely. I think Rogue One, you know, as much as this is the first one, as much as this is a litmus test, it's doing things that I think is kind of going to be looking really cool and kind of look really different for a Star Wars film. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, I think that score is not John Williams. John Williams isn't doing the score. I mean, that already that's from a, the game. No, yeah, totally. And you're so right about people, about the filmmakers being allowed to do what they want instead of, you know, doing a you know directing by committee kind of vibe, which is why we hate the DC movies so much. Like, oh, yeah. You know, I, I, we hate Zack Snyder, sure, but he was what definitely... A rubbish, we hate he was allowed to do what he wanted on Man of Steel, and that's an infinitely better movie than, than everything else that, that has come since. And that's sad. Yeah. That's a sad realization. Hey, um, so let's, let's say that. Um, oh, what do you think? Nine, what do you think of the trailer? Oh, I, I've got a hypothetical for you first. Oh, Sydney. Episode nine gets announced this next week, and uh, you have you have two choices of directors. You yeah. have David Ayer or Zack Snyder. I mean, who do you, who do you I know with? it's going to be Colin Trevorrow. Can we? Just, we know it's him. Oh, okay. Can we just okay. Pretend okay. It's episode, episode ten. 10. <laughs> sure. Fuck. I forgot about that. You know what? And it pains me to say this. Zack Snyder is more of an episodes guy. Like the game is shot, you know? Yeah, all right. He can make something at least it would good. look good. He, yeah, at least it would look good. I mean, George Lucas could shoot well and write shitty dialogue. Zack Snyder is pretty good at that, too. It's just that... <laughs> Luke Skywalker would be like really sad, I think, and start hitting girls or something. Like, he'd have to and he'd be, and he'd be really buff. 
Yeah, he'd be absolutely bummed. There'd be like there'd be footage of BB-8 hitting the gym before episode ten came out. Yeah, yeah, BB-8. Just everything you know about them. Like for some reason, like Chewbacca is shaved and has a mohawk or something because it's like edgy as fuck. <laughs> it would just be completely wrong. It would be disgusting. And Ray would be investigating a fucking subplot about a laser bolt and where it came from from a gun. And Poe po <laughs> would have aimed... Poe would have a tattoo on his forehead that said Dameronaged. It would just be it would just be disgusting. But yeah, you know what? If if, if push came to shove, David Ayer can do the spin off because you know he's you know he's such an edgy filmmaker. And you know, Lee Zack Snyder can frame a shot, and you know, it'll be the first time we see slow motion in Star Wars. Granted. Um, but it'll look somewhat pretty. But either way, that's, you know, the way things are going with uh, Metal Gear and everything, it's like, yeah, you know, what else can this bleak planet dish out for me in my later years? <laughs> I can't wait, bro. Hey, uh, speaking of um, Suicide Squad, which we will constantly for the next year, I'm sure. Did you see oh, that article? Yeah. I, I'm kind about... of like, if Batman versus Superman had kind of, become a person because we spoke about it so much and some of it right now it's breathing the fattest sigh of relief that Suicide Squad came out yeah. it's like <laughs> finally those two nerds can stop ragging on me nine, like 90 <laughs> minutes a week um, did you see the article that came out this week um, revealing that Jared Leto incredible um, I liked it so much claimed, I wanted to tattoo it on my forehead he said, Jared Leto said that he felt that he was tricked into filming his scenes and being in Suicide Squad, and he he hasn't even seen the movie yet because he's heard about the feedback, and I can't bear to see that all of his scenes got cut. I mean, I would had no idea that the role of like David Ayer was actually playing the Riddler, and it's something just like tricked him into doing this. But also, what I mean, if it's true, we still have yet to hear his camp or Warner Brothers speak about it because apparently this was said. Was it at a 30-second to Mars camp or something? I'm trying to... <laughs> what? That's, that's where I think all of this came out. Oh, my God. So it or it's getting somewhere weird. I mean, yeah, my fact-checking is going to be even worse than ever, given my current predicament. But apparently, that's where he said it. it was a, or maybe it was a live chat with 30 seconds to Mars fans. That he, Yeah, I just think it's like the most cowardly thing in the world after sending, like, cum-filled shit to your co-workers for a year. <laughs> and and shit-filled cum, too. And shit-filled cum and then go, oh, I'm not going to watch it because there's been shit reviews. And my, my and he, the big takeaway line, what I love, he's like, I feel like I've been tricked into a film that I was told was going to have a lot more artistic interpretations. Yeah. It's like, dude, what point of you sitting in a fucking makeup chair and having, like, the makeup person, like... Fake tattoo damaged on your forehead. Like, what part of that did you see as being incredibly artistic? Like, totally. how did you not see fucking alarm bells then, you dumb prick? How do you send anal beads to an Oscar award winner and then not watch the movie that you filmed with him? It's, all, it's like, that, in a way, a minute ago I hated it, but I'm actually starting to love it. It's probably just like Jared Leto's a sick fuck and always wanted to send Margot Robbie anal beads. I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to just pretend I'm going kooky, but I'm never going to watch that piece of shit. Like, in a way, if that's the next reveal, I'm going to kind of love the guy. Yeah. I, 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 I just hope more and more horrible trash stories come out about that piece of shit movie. I mean, it I, just shows I, you the I, lack I of integrity. For, I just feel bad for everyone involved, except everyone from the studio. Like, well, like, someone who I don't feel bad is the current CEO, and you, you've mentioned that article, but another one that you uh, pigeon-delivered me this week, which you knew would be would pike my interest, was the blog, uh, the, I guess the, the op-ed written by a former Warner Brothers employee, which came out last week, which 
I mean, you know, it's kind of anonymous and it's from an insider. And again, things haven't been confirmed, but that was a real goddamn eye-opener, but also a, you know, uh, what's it just solidified all of our theories. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, who knows if it's all entirely true, but like he basically just, the, the, the biggest crux of the, of his argument is like the, he, like Warner Brothers keeps laying off staff, but they're the staff members that are actually doing the work. You yeah, know, it's laying like you're off, punishing laying the little people. Finance department and, yeah, and that kind of like thing. It's like you're, la- you're punishing the little people who rent houses just and live with their family in like a rented apartment, but you're not punishing Zack Snyder who probably has 10 mansions and you're just rewarding him constantly even though the smaller people are paying for his mistakes. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, <laughs> that was the culture while I was at Warner Brothers. And, this is, and he's like, I, he was like, I'm a huge... Marvel, uh, DC fan and he's like I just can't believe you butchered like he, he he said he pretty much shared our sentiment like bravo for screwing up iconic characters and like not nailing them like that kind of deserves an Olympic medal but he just yeah it was really interesting he's like Water Brothers culture at the moment is they don't they don't punish the people that need punishing it's, it's, it's fucking baffling like and I've been thinking about it a lot lately because I just read that new Harry Potter play that came out over the road. Which we're, we're, um, we're uh, spoiler alert, we'll be chatting about probably next episode with a, a certain blank slate baby. Yeah, who, who requested we do an episode about Harry Potter with him, which will be really yeah. fun because I, I love that universe. But Yeah, I love that you know, universe. And unfortunately, this movie's, you know, ended before we had our podcast. Exactly. Um, but it looks like, I mean, like there's kind of no way they're not going to turn this new book into a movie, right? Totally. And, uh, you know, but, Warner Brothers has, it's been revealed recently that they have put, registered the rights for any future film use of the title, etc. So I was, I think that the, um, the, the Harry Potter movies are, are pretty great, like across the board, great. But Yeah, and, and I think like towards the end, it's one of those rarer franchises where I actually think the later movies are actually, they get so much better, you know. Incredibly, especially in tone, yeah, definitely. Oh, totally. And it, it was crazy because they kind of started, you know, they were, they were famous for switching directors every other film, but they kept David Yates on from the fifth one onwards. He did the final four, and I think that just solidified, I think that's my favourite version of mm. the, the Potterverse. I mean, I really love Alfonso Cuaron's um, Prisoner of Azkaban and the look that he gave to that I think I love that David one. that's Yates my favourite kind of, it's the best it's definitely the best standalone one I think in terms of a, a Harry Potter movie you can just watch out of order mm. uh, but yeah. yeah I really think that universe has got better but sorry yeah what were you saying um, uh, I, uh, I just I, I can't see Warner Brothers at the, at the way they are now and we can talk about this more next week but like I don't that like that 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 same movie studio should not be allowed to 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 turn this play into a movie. No, they should not be allowed to touch this at all. And look, you know what? If you open up your cursed child book, if it's near you right now, the most disheartening thing is seeing in the front section where it's got all the copyrights that um Harry Potter etc. and characters are all owned by Warner Brothers. Like it's still in the books. They don't deserve it, man. They don't deserve it. It's just like that's fine. I mean, the good news is they're going to have to wait at least 10 or something years until, you know, the original, as if they wouldn't use the original trio until they've aged properly, not like... I reckon, no, I reckon they'll CGI them, for sure. Oh, shit, you're right. That's what they do now, don't they? At a CGI age. Oh, yeah, we're screwed. Yeah, we're going to get it in, like, six months. (laughs) Jeez, they've probably already shot it. Yeah. Um, So, Angus, when do you get internet installed at your new house? Well, long story short, I was pretty much told it was going to take a minimum of a month and a half 
But I think that's like what we discussed off air. That, that's something they just tell you uh, to cover their butts. But I've been told I'm pretty much probably going to have it this Monday now, which is great. Sick. So, uh, hey, yeah. Sam, should be, should be right on track. You have you oh, yeah. good, old, hey, want... good old lovable Angus again, content mashing Angus. I just, I just can't wait to hit that MF like button, like button over and over. I mean, I have been keeping up. People have been delivering contraband uh, styled uh, USB drives for me full of content. I am up to date with uh, Vice Principles. Yeah, and I've been printing out um, Reddit, Reddit <laughs> posts for you to read. Yeah, and you've been also supplying me with three comments which I could choose which you will reply on my behalf with and stuff. <laughs> um, what did you uh, think of Rogue One? Trailer? Oh, yeah, we, we'll go back to the four. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I I'm at that point now where I mean, like you know, I'm, I know I'm going to see it already. I kind of don't want to see any more footage, but what I did see, and I, and, and I agree with you, like it, it doesn't look like the same Star Wars shit we've seen a million times. It looks cinematically different, and that's really, really exciting. That's the kind of stuff I want to see, and I want to know in advance. I don't want to know anything more about the story. I don't want to know anything more about the characters, especially when the uh, actors playing them are accidentally spoiling what happens to them in the movie when they yeah. get uh, interviews. But, Thanks uh, a lot, Donnie Yen. <laughs> but, Jesus. like, you know, I, I'm 100% locked in for that movie, and I think all I want to hear now is, you know, what... Like, I guess I, I want to hear more about the, the, the feel of the movie as opposed to what's inside it. Yeah, and I think, you know what, I think we'll probably see one more trailer before it comes out, and I don't think we're going to get much more info about what it's about, besides the obvious. Yeah. Uh, cool, we'll be there midnight, obviously. We'll be there eating, you know, stealing everyone's popcorn once they leave the cinema and probably doing an immediate reaction episode. That's just to be the first I one wait. again. I can't wait to be exhausted and, do, and, and release a podcast before Steel does again. Yeah, and I can't wait to go to work the next day on an hour sleep. <laughs> well, Angus, thank you so much for uh, catching up with me using this very this cool was, conference this app. Reminded me of, yeah, this reminded me of when I went to um, the John Lennon Museum in, I think it's in Mitaka in Tokyo. There is a permanent phone there and it could ring. And it's live from, well, it's, you know, it, the only other person to call it can be Yoko Ono, and it's a, one of her zany, I guess, exhibits. And if you pick up and have a conversation with it, that's, that's, the, that's the exhibit. And this, this, in a way, reminds me of that you've got a museum, and I have happened to wander through it, and you've just happened to ring me, and now this will live on in a very beautiful art form. The leather. So this is what happens to me when I don't have the internet. I start reading all my art books. And <laughs> <laughs> just been real out there. I just really need that internet back. I need to get back to my way. <laughs> cool, man. Well, been, I'm looking forward to uh, to sitting on that disgusting old couch in your beautiful yeah. new new home. Yeah, and, no, uh, it's great. The new home's great. Uh, I can't wait for you to see it and put your put your ass down there. And uh, while we, you know, watch YouTube videos for an hour and then decide to hit record. <laughs> you been listening to Hey Fam? You can catch us uh, every week. We're, we're, we're committing. We're gonna we're gonna do it. It might mean you might get a couple of these episodes you know, once or twice a year, uh, episodes recorded like this. We're doing this, it every but, uh, week. We're going to do it every something week. something charming Sammy. about this. I agree. I totally agree with you. If, if it's yeah, not yeah. charming, and let us know. Let us know if it's not charming and if you didn't enjoy being the NSA, cool, whatever. Maybe we'll take that on board <laughs> next time. Um, if you uh, want to catch us online, you can find us at facebook.com slash heyfanpodcast um, or you can send us an email um, like uh, several spam accounts did this week. Um, Great. Thanks. Thanks, spam okay. accounts. Keep up the good work. Um, we got we got an email that was uh, forward contact back exclamation exclamation mark and then twenty at signs. I want oh, us cool. to have a I want us to have a conversation, and then it says be oh, careful with this message. <laughs> this guy is trying to steal your personal information.
but send us an email. This is, I've got a question hey. for you. This is to do with unpacking. Yeah. And it's very hey, Sam. Emotional unpacking or? Um, it will be once I tell you what it is. I'm yet to oh. unpack my Wii U. Oh, do it, bro. Come on. But I'm just thinking, am I even going to touch it? I mean, I want to put it there because it's Wii U and, you know, we are martyrs of Nintendo. But I'm we are thinking, Nintendo martyrs. But I'm thinking, does it deserve to be unpacked? And I'm almost thinking of treating it like, you know, a relative who kind of treats you badly and so you don't want to show it any love for a while. Is yeah. that bad? That's sad. Is that bad? It's not bad. It's just sad. Well, I just kind of got, you know, it just kind of sat there in the last for the last year and collected dust. Yeah. Um, I, I, no, you know what? You, you've got to finish um, Twilight, Twilight Princess. So you have the full set of um, hearts okay. on, on the Wolf Link amiibo. For when no, you're right. Zelda that's that's all the convincing I need. That's all the convincing <laughs> I need. <laughs> Such a pathetic reason. But I'm running to it now. I'm sorry, will you? Where are you? <laughs> I mean that. Where are you? Oh, there it is. You can find Angus online at Jimmy Changus, and I'm at Levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I wrote an article this week, which is pretty goofy, about um, reasons that uh, Frank Ocean hasn't released his album yet. Um, um, and that article's on the internet, unlike my article, which I've written on uh, you know, several pieces of toilet paper, like a prisoner <laughs> in a solitary confinement, and no one will see that because I ate it. But uh, the, the, the article is just me making pretty much like Hey Sam references so there's like, you know, he, he hasn't put out on his album yet because he hated Suicide Squad so much. He's been addicted I mean, to Pokemon Go, that kind of bullshit. The thing is, they're all probably true as well. Um, yeah, uh, you can find that on the uh, website lifewithoutandy.com, which is ironic it's because they, yeah. they got an Andy on hey Fam. I will, I will, I will. That's it's, first thing tomorrow. It's very hey Fam. Um You can find us uh, on iTunes and everywhere else uh, next week, better recorded. Better content, but uh, I hope you enjoyed this fun mini episode uh, that we are recording in this weird limbo state of our lives. You know what? I, I would like to think of this episode as being the Silver Surfer intermission. If you're listening to all of Hey Fam and think of it as like the the the, the intermission between the, you know the, before the final part of the life of Pablo with uh, the phone call with Max B and French Montana. Oh, Think wow. of it like that in the Hey Fam canon. The Yeezy Yeezy, it's your boy Max B. Uh, yeah, if, if, if Kanye can put like a, a phone conversation on his album, we can make a phone conversation podcast once in a while, right? Exactly. So I think this is it. Think of it like that. Go in. This is the Silver Surf intermission. Um, oh, God, amazing. I mean, you, you know how we um, we name every episode after an Entourage episode corresponding? Should we name it this one? Well, this, is the, so we're, oh, this is the 51st episode of Hey Fam. And uh, yeah. the, 50, the 51st episode of Entourage is called The Young and the Stoned. Perfect. Well, this sounds like, yeah, it sounds pretty much like that. Um, yeah. Except I'm but, completely sober drinking Fanta, and I'm pretty sure you're sober, and we're not that young. Oh, I was talking about my, my week-old daughter, man. She's, she's, she's ripped. She's, she's seen, ripped? She's smashing I mean, the bong. I, I, thought, I didn't want to say it was a generational thing, but Jesus Christ, kids aren't getting into it younger, are they? Yeah, she was she was born with a piece of hose in one hand and an orchid bottle in the other. Really? Like, must be mine. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Hey Sam. Watch, um, I'm going to watch downloaded episodes of The Simpsons from 30 years ago. Oh, man. I, I can't believe you include season nine in your classic Simpsons episode season. 
No, I cut I, it look, off. I did, to be honest, I, I, I took a little artistic liberty with that story. It was, uh, Tech Guru Steve did the download, and even I found his choice is controversial. <laughs> I downloaded season to, to, to tell you, I, I downloaded seasons um, three to seven of Seinfeld. So that that shows you that I do know what's going on with our television canons. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck. And uh, yeah. uh, um, we downloaded every episode of Friends five times. Just and because. spoiler alert: Maggie shoots Mr. Burn. Well, you know what? Thanks a lot, jerk. <laughs> I fucked uh, it for you. Simpsons line. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Thanks a lot to eat my jerks. All right. See you, fam. Bye. Bam, 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 bam. I can't wait to come over and say hi to uh, the baby with some gifts and be beautiful. Some gifts? Yeah, some gifts. I've just made some gifts of her smoking bongs as soon as you mentioned it then. <laughs> Can I just tell you how fucked it is? Not, do you know how I had, um, had uh, like a friend over? Uh, no, it was Steve. And I was like, oh, man, I've got to show you this YouTube video. You know how lame it is sitting on your couch while there's a big TV in front of you and you've got to bring it up on your phone and just show them on that? I was like, fuck this world. <laughs> <laughs> this is the shittest version of the world ever. R.I.P. Angus Truscott. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 